Welcome to episode four of the Dharma Daddies podcast. As you can tell, we are missing one daddy. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, mate. Yeah, mate. You know, just fucking, you know, hanging out straight. You know how it goes. <sighs> All right, buddy. So, as we already said, welcome back, guys. I'm happy to have you here at Dharma HQ. Um, so tell me about your, tell me about your week, buddy. Let's let's catch up. You know, it's it's been about a week since the last episode that was recorded, and you deleted because you lost the audio file. Yeah, we had a really good episode four, but this mm. is now episode four. The yeah. audio file did get deleted. I'm not sure how that happened. I couldn't find it. However, Russian's we're behind. here. We're alive. Shit's popping off. Today is Wednesday, Jan- June 16th. Um, we had a very good yes. Zoom call earlier with uh, the website developer. Mm-hmm. Website is done. It is finalized. We're about to go live. However, we need product shots. Yeah, we need to line up some good product shots. So we already got the promo video coming on for the launch, right? The next thing is uh, between us two and between some uh, Dharma baddies out there, we're going to get some um, some product shots in, get them from the site make it more official and uh we'll have some really good products for you guys i'm super i was never big into clothes and all that but we're gonna have something really nice for you guys i am honestly so fired up dude y'all, dude. y'all don't even understand <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna lie this shit's really good dude like i've been through the freaking trenches trying to fill up just like i know what kind of clothing i like and the material and the fabric how it fits on my body everything has been absolutely perfect like so far. i like my leggings to fit really good you know <laughs> really cup them you and know i like i like my booty shorts to just hug hug the glutes you know and when i'm in a crop top i want to rock wait dude it, right? crop, crop tops are back for men i'd be seeing some men rocking them so you're gonna see me shave my beard and go straight to the stash with a mullet and go full alan jackson chattahoochee crop top dallas cowboys crop top Hell yeah, I don't dude. even like the Cowboys. But, dude, honestly, man, my week was absolutely amazing. Um, website's almost done. I got some more product in. We actually got the, the men's sleeveless cutoff, tank top, stringer type vibe. Not sure what you call it. It's more of a I hybrid. I mean, if, if, they, if they're watching our stories and stuff like that, yeah. they'll, they'll, they're seeing this thing. Yeah, they, fire, they, dude. They, they, yeah they, were, they were nice for the warm. So I they look were like, juicy. Right. So we was I like, damn, it. we got to order these, mom. So, yeah, yeah that was good. Those will be getting ordered. Um, besides that, um, last week, um, got off the diet, was drinking a lot. Um, kind of was upset with how I was looking. I, was, I wasn't going through a rough spot, but I was this just like... This guy is like at 10% body fat max, and he's like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Like, but I don't hey, know what I'm going to do about it. This week, diet's been consistent. Today was my quote-unquote cheat meal. We had a couple of drinks at Chifuncto's. Uh, is it mm-hmm. country club bar? What? No, what, it is not a country club. What it is is the bottom half is like a waterfront. You pull your boat up to the dock. You get some some light, small plate kind of kind of vibe. A couple drinks. You have a good time. You soak in the atmosphere upstairs in Chifuncta's. It's a proper steakhouse with a very beautiful bar. Um, and I like going to places and paying the premium for good atmosphere. They had a p- pianist there playing live. He did some ragtime for me. I loved it. And um, you get really good craft cocktails. For me, it's an old-fashioned, always. And uh, it's a really, really nice bar, really good atmosphere. Really good steak, really good everything there. Really good. So it was nice. And you owe it to yourself 
to treat yourself without anybody else. Like, yeah, I had Wyatt tonight, but I go there a good bit by myself. You owe it to yourself to treat yourself to those nice premium dishes, to that good quality food. Date yourself before you try and date someone else. Yeah, but overall, good week so far. I got a lot accomplished. Um, workouts have been great. Diet's been on point. Starting to feel leaner. I've been running every day, doing cardio two, three times a day. We actually played pickleball <laughs> <laughs> this week. We went to Skip's gym. They have tennis courts and a pickleball court. I said, dude, I ain't played pickleball in a while. Let's go run it up. So oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell you who won. We're actually going to do a um, – a vlog competition, best of three series of pickleball. So I hope I'm gonna be training in the off season. I'm about to be coming up in those uh, old Air Forces and some wristbands. Bro. All right, so we'll do some heavy. We'll hype it up. We'll make a promo video for a pickleball tournament. Oh yeah, it's gonna get absolutely outrageous. But yeah, overall, dude, my week has been great. How's your week been? Pretty good, man. Um, I originally wanted to start a little cut, but then I realized I was in an awkward stage between uh, XL. 2x i was like you know what man let's just lean up that bulk a little bit and keep going so a little bit more strength a little bit more size especially after that deadlift party man i gotta i gotta put some uh a little bit of uh conditioning back in and uh other than that you know my lift's been going well that's if anybody who knows me knows i really love weightlifting and um personally you know my own small side stuff i've got going on that's been going well. A couple more clients. Um, good bit of networking done this week with Dharma. We're getting moves done every single day. We're making progress towards it. Uh, I'm super happy with that progress. So it's been a good week. I had a little family emergency kind of thing, and that's being handled. Uh, got some good news about that, but uh, we're still uh, we're not out of the woods yet on that one. So that's going to be a little taxing. But short of that, it's been a very good week, and I did something daily to win little victories so do you think little victories every day are important yeah um anybody who's familiar with james cleary's atomic habits know those one percent little uh improvements add up and uh i think that if you do even just a little small improvement or you really even a big one you know whatever it is if you do something that day to win then you're winning, you're a winner, and you just keep doing that. So those little victories, it might be waking up early and going for a run. Something simple like that that required a little bit of discipline out of you, I think that is uh, key to developing who you want to become and getting closer to your goal. You know, you want to be uh, you know, financially literate. Did, well, hey, you watched a YouTube video on some guy telling you, this is what you should do with your money. Now, it might not be the right thing. might not be what you want to do, but you did something to get towards that goal. Little victories, man. Yeah, so goals. How to sustain your goals and remembering why you started them. So to repeat that, how to sustain your goals. So you pick a goal, how to stick with it, and just remember why you started them. So how to figure all that out. Then also sustaining that transformation what goes into fitness besides physically so the background of fitness we'll break it down piece by piece but i think those are some really good topics to talk about just because um i'm heavily into fitness so skip we both have fitness goals whether we think we do or not we both have that physique or that weight that we're always chasing so i think it's important always to set goals and do stuff like that wouldn't you agree absolutely if you if you 
you go into, let's say you go into the gym, like, I want to be fit. Okay. How so? You want to be able to run three miles. You want to be able to swim. You want to be able to lift a certain weight. You really got to get a little more specific in your goals. And if you don't have a goal, you're not going to see results because there's no goal to chase. There's no reason to have results. Now, if you want to say, yeah, I just want to be fit all around. Well, no, you want to be a fit person. So what does a fit person do? You know exactly where this is coming from. Um, so, yeah, you got to have a goal, a specific goal. Like I remember when I first started lifting is like, oh, man, the big plates. I want to lift one of those. And it was 135 at the time. Senior in high school, dude, I could barely get quarters off. Like 95 pounds on Yeah, this. yeah. I was, really? Dude, I was tiny. I was, like, skinny and chubby at the same time. I don't even know how mathematically it was possible, but it was. That was me. Jeez. Really good sailor? Not a good lifter, man. Well, you definitely put on some size. Thank God, man. But, okay, so let's go into how do you sustain your goals? So you set a goal. How do you sustain it? What, do you, what does your process look like? Because you have, you have goals upstairs written on your wall. Oh, in my office, yeah. I got them taped up all over the place. So um, let's go to fitness. I don't know if you have, you have fitness goals, right? Oh, uh, that's, that's part of the overall goals I have written up. Um, weightlifting has become more of a lifestyle for me at this point where it's just something I really enjoy and I don't want to be without. Um, so how do, you, how do you sustain your goals? When I wake up in the morning, you know, I have a routine. I get it. Now, the time may vary a little bit. I usually get up early, right? Uh, I know I set it. So in, in sailing, there's different sunrises, there's different sunsets. There's nautical twilight, there's civil twilight, there's all these kinds of things. So I try and wake up for what civil uh, dawn would be. You know, basically right after the sun breaks the horizon, I want to wake up and see a little bit of light. I get that when I'm home, grab my coffee, and then I go out there and I look at the water. And I kind of just be grateful for a second. And I start to think about my goals and what I want to do for the day, right? It's part of my routine. So having a routine, I think, is the first step in getting to your goal and sustaining a lifestyle. Because you can't just press yourself so hard to reach that goal. Because when you do, you're just going to flounder and you're not going to go, you're not going to make any more progress after that. You're going to hit your goal like, oh, here we go. Like, now what do we do? No. I start the day off by thinking about what I want to do, what I want to be. What goal am I trying to reach right now? Who's the kind of person that reaches that goal and become them? So I wake up in the morning. The first thing I'm thinking about is I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the, the really good date I went on recently. I'm really good for, I'm grateful for my boat and the, the fact that I can go enjoy the water whenever I want. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my home. I'm grateful for my family. Starting off being grateful makes you excited to think about your goals and you think about your goals for the first part of your day. And then you're ready to go and achieve them. And like I said earlier in the episode, those little victories, you start getting little, man, you got to sound with your shit. <laughs> Sorry about that, people. <laughs> this guy. Um, and then you get those little victories, and every day they build up and exponentially you hit your goal, but you really develop the lifestyle of the person that would have that goal. And then you keep going. That's the biggest key in sustaining your, your goal. And also, yeah, there's no getting around the hard work and persistence and consistency it takes to get that goal. Uh, one of my basic weightlifting goals, I wanted to bench 135. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to start working out. Started doing, uh, I started benching twice a week. And I said, okay, I didn't know anything about programming or weightlifting or how that shit really worked. 
I bought Arnold's Encyclopedia and I just looked at the pictures and I looked at the exercises. Like, okay, cool. I'm just going to try and emulate that. And emulating your heroes or who you look up to is one of the biggest tools, one of the biggest little nuggets you can do. Who is your hero? Oh, right now? You're going to give me the wrong answer. It's fine. But... Uh, maybe. I know. I, I, my hero is me in 10 years. There you go. That's the answer I'm looking for. You were, uh, yeah. you were going to say somebody else. Your hero should always be whoever you are, either five years or 10 years from now. You should always be Absolutely. chasing your future self. So just to piggyback off what you're saying, how to sustain your goals, I think there is a big bridge between being motivated to achieve your goals. So for me, motivation comes from watching a simple YouTube video, whoever it might be, them saying some inspirational stuff. Like, oh my God, I'm going to the gym. I'm about to have such a good workout. You've you've watched the same videos I have. That's awful. And, <laughs> and so it's like you get mo- you get those simple urges of motivation from people you talk to videos you watch and stuff like that you get super motivated however that is not going to sustain your goals if you have a goal set in mind you don't need motivation you need inspiration who does your inspiration come from like where does it stem from why do you want to be this certain person after you achieve that goal right what's funny is that a lot of people i look up to and want to embody a good bit of them are actually actors they're actually characters that those actors have played uh, when I first started weightlifting, again, that's a really good example for me to use. I wanted to be Captain America. I got the haircut. You know, I was a big comic book fan. I was like, no, dude. Like, and the movie came out with Chris Evans, who I think was the perfect guy for the role. And I'm a little bit of a film guy. And um, I thought, man, that could be me. I could be doing that. I want to be that guy. I want to be that character. That's what I want to be. And the cool thing is, mm-hmm. if you uh, visualize your future self off of a character, there's a lot more freedom to become that and make your own better version of it. I'm Captain America with tattoos who likes to drive boats and shit. Like, yeah, I'm. I think I'm a cooler Captain America than Captain America. You know, not to step on anybody's toes, but you know. There's definitely you must take a lot of personal freedom when it's time to do that, for sure. For sure. So, like I was saying, man, this is like there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. So, just so I can ask you a question, if you don't mind, I what, love it. Grill me. What I'm not looking for motivation here, right? What inspires you to sustain your goals? Why, whatever goal you have, whether it be sailing, uh, money wise, entrepreneur wise, a a dollar figure you're chasing, a physique you're chasing, what helps you sustain that goal? I wish I would have had this question before I really got on the path I am now. I think one thing that really inspires me that I continually think about that makes me just want to get after it, that the, the inspiration that makes me motivated is being able to look at my wife, my future wife, and my uh, future kids and know that they absolutely look up to me. Because, like, one of the most powerful men in this world I know is my dad. And if like, I can't be that kind of powerful for my kid or for my wife, you know, what am I doing, man? And, um, I'm inspired to be that kind of husband, be that kind of father who has done it all, who has done it to the best of his ability and provided to where they don't have to think about a thing. There's freedom. Do you freedom definitely inspires me. So do you ever look, cause this happens to me a lot. 
do you ever look at your dad who your inspiration is someone you want to impress you look up to you want to show them like hey i can be just as good as you are do you ever look at them and think how the hell did you do this how did you build this future for not only your wife but your own son how did you build this i did that for a while and now in a way when i became a young man who had his own goals and aspirations and, and decided on a line of work and a trade he wanted to pursue I started to be like, man, how the hell did he do this? I want to do it too. Now I'm going to get started. After getting started and starting to kind of enlighten myself a little bit, I, I realized that, well, one, I, I grew up with a silver spoon. My parents really loved me. My dad, I, I went and saw him today, you know, and I think four or five times at our whole three hours of hanging out, he's like, man, you know, I love you, right? Like, and, and, and through that, he gave me every single tool I needed to succeed and not only succeed, but outperform him because when you love your kids so much, you want them to outperform. You want them to go even farther, even do even better, Mm -hmm. right? You want better for the next generation. My dad, he's giving me all those tools, so I'm going to. And now instead of competing with my dad in the back of my mind, because naturally that's how men are in in a healthy way, of course, nothing, you know, sad or like manipulative or anything like that. I, uh, I realized, okay, he, he set me up for this. Now I'm going to impress him. I'm going to make him proud. And it's all these really happy, positive things. So, um, yeah, I think that kind of answers your question a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it takes it a step farther and says, no, the question's kind of a bait, you know. Yeah, so it all started with how to sustain your goals. First of all, first and foremost, you have to... Let's just go ahead and break it down, figure out what your inspiration is, not motivation, what inspires you to achieve that goal. And then the most important thing is to come up with a plan. Literally, when I say write it out, literally write out the plan. Like, oh, I want to make a million dollars by the time I'm 30. I think okay. maybe in a future vlog episode, we should take them up to my office and yeah, I'll we can highlight do that. the sure. guns and shit. But, but it's like literally write out a plan of how you're going to achieve said goal. And as long as you stick to the right plan. here in my office, man. The plan's right there. As long as you stick to the plan you write out, there's no reason why you don't achieve that goal. So sustaining all comes from within. If you want to achieve something, there's nothing holding you back except for yourself. If you are relying on some outward source of motivation, you're not motivated. Exactly. Now, so, wait, so Skip actually said this earlier. And so when it comes to goals and motivation, inspiration, sticking to a goal... You said, stop seeing your worth through the eyes of others. So a little background on... Stop seeing your worth through the eyes of others. Whatever your goal is, if you start thinking, oh, I don't deserve this because such and so doesn't think I can do it, well, then you're fucking yourself over. You already lost. Yeah, you already lost. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's those who say they can and those who say they can't, and they're both right. A big part of that, I was speaking on uh, more relationship type of things. But that is true overall. If you grew up and you weren't fortunate to have parents who encouraged you and pushed you to do whatever you wanted to do and supported you, or friends or any other family, um, you know that has to be self-sustained to get there. Um, I did. You know that 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 inspiration created my motivation. Um, but once you start seeing. For yourself what you're worth and believing what you're worth and earning your own self-worth doing it yourself you become 
independent, you become dangerous and become powerful. Absolutely. He says so like so remembering why you started, that should be the first thing you think about when you wake up. Absolutely. First thing I think about when I wake up, so my sister just got married recently within the last year. And me and my sister haven't always been like the best of friends. We live together, we grew up together. She's she'll always be my home and whoever we always bought it head, never seen on eyes. She always looked at me as like the runt of the litter, yeah. um, wasn't going anywhere and stuff like that. And so on her wedding day, she gave me my a watch, a koozie, all the stuff in my like, pajama set and stuff like that for the wedding. She also wrote me a note. Sisters she, are whack, bro. Yeah. She said she wrote me a, a letter. And it said, like, yada, yada, love you. Thanks for standing next to me on my wedding day. I cannot wait to see the man you turn into in three years. So I have two years to achieve that. You know where that letter is hanging? On your wall. On my wall right next to my light switch. So every day when I leave my room and I turn off my light, I know, hey. So, But she doesn't even know it. Like, my sisters are one of my inspirations. My grandparents are my inspiration. My dad's my inspiration. Because I want to make everybody so proud. Like as as selfless as that sounds, if that's the right word. My my family yeah. my family means everything to me, and so if I can if I can make them proud of something, if I can inspire them, if I can show them, hey, he did this for me. Let me do this for him. Let me show him, hey, I can be just as good as you are. That would change my entire life. So I want to show them. It's like, hey, y'all are my inspiration. Y'all are why I wake up in the morning. Y'all are why I want to. I dream so big. I mean, as Danny says, I'd rather be too much than too little because the, the guy, guy who got too, too little, little never, never had enough. enough. Never got I enough. Love it, man. So it's like I'd rather dream big now, chase my dreams. I don't care. I'm supposed to fail right now. I'm supposed to fail several times. I'm never gonna get it right. Can I add to that a little bit? Go for it. Going back to my original starting to work out and want to get big and all that, um, Arnold gave a lot of speeches. One of them went viral. The one that went viral was, do not be afraid to fail. Because with every failure is the seed of success. So please, do not be afraid to stumble, fall. You're going to learn more than your peers. Because most of your peers aren't trying because they don't want to fail. They're afraid of failing. But if you go out and fail, like let's say Dharma just completely flopped. Now, I happen to know it's not going to. We got it's already successful. Do. We got some big plans. Yes. So yeah. Dharma is going to be awesome, man. We've got um, we've got athletes. we got people. But enough of that. Enough of that. Is, oh. we'll go Regardless. Cuddle. We'll cuddle about it later or something. I don't know. But... <laughs> uh, don't be afraid to take the risks and fail when it comes to investing. Don't be afraid. First off, you invest with money you don't need, right? Yeah, so step one. Uh, but don't be afraid for it to go bad on you. Don't be afraid to lose and fail because you will be so much wiser for it. Anyway, sorry. Not even You said invest with the money you don't need. Invest with the money you don't have. Well, Every, everybody... Uh, would you, wouldn't you agree that everybody in America is probably in debt right now? Most people, yeah. Most people are in debt from making stupid decisions. So mm -hmm. I make a great decision and invest in something and profit big. Well, there's Even a, if you don't, guess what? You're still in debt. I mean, there's what a way to, to use debt to your advantage. Uh, maybe we can talk about that in another episode. But um, 
Yeah, uh, I wouldn't encourage you to invest a lot if you're in debt. Pay your debts. Uh, Richest Man in Babylon, really good book. Sets financial precedents early on, basic stuff. Read it in the afternoon. Don't play with money you don't have, all right, guys? We're not telling you to just take a loan out and invest, all right? Look, so look, as the wise Jim Carrey once said, you can fail at something you don't love. So you might as well take a chance on something you do love. That doesn't mean invest money you don't have. I'm just saying, but invest in something that you do love. Yeah. I like I I took a, I I graduated with a career path that I think I wanted. Yeah. I, so I'm like I threw my degree away and I'm like I don't love this. I don't. I, I love fitness. I'm passionate about it. I yeah. want to make an impact on the world. So you know what? I'm going to invest in myself and invest in something that I do love, and we'll see where it goes. Right now, it's doing tremendously well. I have a big support group. I have friends, family, people I don't even know are reaching out to me. Like, hey, man, you inspired me today. Keep doing what you're doing. The amount of messages I receive from, like, Desmond, for example. Desmond, if you're watching this, I love you, brother. I hope all has been well. Dude, I don't even, like, talk to you that much, bro. But, dude, I love you, too, man. That Like, he showed me the stuff you sent him. Oh, dude, that was heartwarming, man. That was awesome. I loved it. I literally cry over text messages I see from this dude. He inspires me to keep pushing forward. Like, days I'm like, shit, I can't do this today. He's like, good morning, brother. I love you so much. I'm proud of you. Whatever you're going through right now, keep going. I'm like, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but I tell him that in person. They're going to go far, so <laughs> whatever. But regardless, sorry sorry for that tangent, everybody. Um, So getting on to – that's a message, okay? So sustaining that transformation, what goes into fitness besides physically? you got to be fucking mentally there, honestly. Oh, you got to want it, dude. You got to – you have to already have the picture – of the physique you want, of the body you want. So for me, yeah, I wanted to be big and have muscles because I was always overlooked. And this is a biological thing. This is a biological fact. The way men are wired, you want the approval of women. There is no, no excuse, no, no, no loophole around Dude, you it. literally ask most dudes, hey, why did you start working out? Started working out in high school because there was Susie Q who was really fucking cute. And so, like, I wanted to get some muscles. Yeah, I just wanted to, like, get muscles and, like, impress the girls. Like, that's what you hear a lot. But it's true. And, and that's a good thing. That is totally okay. That is, you're wired to be like that. That's good. It that was, is fine. It's not shallow. What sucks is we both work out so hard, but we both have a great personality. <laughs> like, regard, like regard, regardless of how we look on the outside, bro. We yeah, I got a gym membership, and I already feel my brain disappearing. Like, no more personality. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. Like, most, most people start working out to impress other people. And no, it should be to impress yourself. But you stay in it. You stay in it because you're not only motivated to go and get your workout, and you're inspired by who you really want to become. Right, that's why you stay in it. You get started for whatever reason, and that's good. It got you started. If you don't wake up, if you really want to get passionate about fitness and stuff like that, if you don't wake up in the morning, walk to the bathroom, and look in the mirror and say, fuck you. <laughs> nah, dude, I look at the mirror and be like, oh, it's the morning, bro. You look lean as hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that morning skinny, bro. Woo! Yeah, no, I love man, it, man, but like, 
No, honestly, man, if you're not happy how you look when you wake up in the morning, that should literally inspire That's your cue. You. That's your brain. That's your consciousness disagreeing with your brain, disagreeing with your body to go ahead and fix that. So fix it. Get it's, after it. It's literally like, okay, you look at yourself in the morning in the mirror. It's like, this is not who I want to be. Like, not to like gas myself up, but I look in the mirror. I'm like, I look better than most people. However, I am not happy with how I look. I can do better. And there's people out there that wake up and they're like, oh, my God, I let myself go. My career oh, took yeah. over. Fast food took me over. I got so indulged in what I was doing with work. All I could eat was fast food and all this stuff. And people need to understand. Yeah, you start going out. You start drinking a little bit, which, by the way, fun diet tip. Drink straight liquor. One, makes you look like a man. Two, easier on the calories. All right? Be a man. Be a man. Sink it. Cheers, brother. Cheers, buddy. Oh, I forgot to put the bottle on the table. Yeah, this episode is sponsored by Makers Mark. Sorry, Makers. The 46, bottle. by the way, the 46 bottle. Not the usual stuff. We're crisp tonight. So, but going, um, going back to the social media, we can go ahead and go on your tangent or whatever. Yeah, so, you know, you got I got started because I, I was tired of being overlooked. Like, dude, in high school, I did so much cool shit. I was involved in everything. I, I did it all. I was competitively sailing out in the weekends, so I was always gone traveling. So, you know, I was never at parties and stuff like that to get any like FaceTime. So, what did you do in high school? What were your hobbies? I was an ROTC nerd. Arguably, I made it cool for a little bit. You know, I was like, oh, cool. They're about some real stuff. Jeez. That's Sorry, bro. I'm. Um, it's in my. I was in a. I was in like the gifted classes with all like the smart kids. So I, I had friends through that. What happened to you, by the way? You used to be gifted. Now you're just dumb. Retarded. Yeah, because think about it. The brain's really a muscle. But then I started getting muscles everywhere else. So the blood's got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he is brain depri- deprived. Of that's blood. a brain. That's a brain. Those are brains. It's all brain. I'm covered in brains. But anyways, um, so you were like super outgoing, super uh, yeah, outgoing, well-rounded academically. I was good, but to you go. didn't play any like traditional. I didn't sports. do the cool, I didn't do the cool kid shit. So socially, there was some stuff mixing out. I was hanging out with the theater guys and the music kids. I was in talented music, so I did all that stuff. You know, that's 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 what I liked. So I stayed true to what I liked, and I did it. It worked out for me in the end because I could still play music and all that good stuff. Um, Still do to this day. Love it. Um, but I didn't do the, the, the socially really cool stuff, right? Now I see people out and about that kind of recognize me. I'm not sure if that's who they're looking at. And then, yeah, it turns out it's me. Hey, yeah, I went and did real stuff. Not in my hometown. Surprise. Mm-hmm. But uh, originally, you know, I was always looked over. I had all these good qualities and all these things going for me. And mentally, I was way ahead of everybody else. Physically, the outward physical reality of that didn't show yet. So I was obviously overlooked by the guys who were playing football and on the powerlifting team or whatever, you know. Um, so I was like, you know what? No, I need some size. Eventually, with some maturity and time, I realized I want that size because I want the imposing physical presence because that's actually really good for business and networking. If, you, if you're standing tall and you've got some weight on you, and you go to shake a hand and you grip it with authority, you set the command for that scenario. Like, hey, <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm in charge. 
That's where the ego comes in as a tool. Now, don't be a dick about it. But, hey, yeah, Skip Webster, nice to meet you. You know, and you get that presence going. And they're like, oh, man, I, I instinctively, biologically, I want to trust you. I want, I, I like that presence. There's a calming sense of that command you just brought with your physicality. So that's one of the big motivations now for weightlifting and getting bigger and getting some size and strength because through pheromones, through your voice, through the energy you put out, that presence is projected. So I realized, oh, that's a really good tool because I'm not that smart. I'm well-rounded, but I'm not that smart. So let me set the tone physically first because you'll see me before you hear me talk. So let me leave with that. And that's really why I still, that's a big reason why I still live. Now, granted, I got addicted to it. I love it. You know, my body had really good positive responses to it. I got good feedback from, from females. Yeah. And from other dudes, mostly other dudes, man. You go to the gym and you're looking good and swole. You're getting a good lift in. Dudes are the only ones who will come dude, up to you and be dude, like, no, dude. hey, King, you look swole, bro. Like, thanks, bro. You too, bro. Like, no, which is great, dude. I love crazy. that shit. You'll, you'll post something on social media and I grow up like, I bet you get so many girls sliding to your DMs. Like, no, dude, like most, mostly dudes. Nah, like, man, my DMs are drier than a fart. <laughs> my, my young kings be reaching out to me like, hell yeah, dude. Like, man, it's, it's good. So it sounds like you had a, a, a different path in high school than most people. It's different Definitely. from me, for sure. I mean, the boat thing and sailing and now still doing that as a career definitely, you know, separates me from the pack because, I mean, I... I Dude, I'm totally fine not being home ever. Like, I like what I do. Yeah. And uh, very few people are privileged to find something that they really love to do. Um, mine happens to be some weird boat shit people don't know much about. So it's interesting. Yeah, that's an advantage I used. I, I've now learned to leverage in conversation and dealings with people. Yeah, it's just crazy how uh, different lives we lived in high school. And yet we're so close now. We have so much in common except of what we went through through like school and stuff yeah because i lived a completely different life than you did through high school you're a cool kid dude you're so cool <laughs> i wasn't cool i mean so. he was so cool not even that. shout out to the seniors he got as a freshman <laughs> he, he knows all the stories <laughs> no dude my my high school life was um so through junior high was the first time ever they implemented baseball into junior high where it was regulated teams for your school not you, softball baseball baseball exactly you're thinking softball yeah and so like, they all they, the cool kids at at junior high like when i moved here first off what is junior high dude get that shit out of here it's called middle school grow up but um yeah, they were all like, oh, we're doing softball. I'm like, dude, this sounds awful. No, when I got there, they had the first year of baseball, and it was when I was in oh, eighth grade. Yeah, eighth grade. So it was my senior year of junior high, or whatever you want to call it. Don't yeah. mean the baseball, dude. We were stacked. We were undefeated, district champs. We had the dream team. We all went into high school together. I think we were undefeated as freshmen. Had a new coach come in. I'm not going to mention his name until later in the episode. But uh, undefeated that year, and then slowly as all the years went on, they started fading out. They started, some of them got addicted to drugs, some of them were used to daddy ball and stuff like that, and couldn't, uh, couldn't handle like hard coaching in high school and stuff like that. So they weeded themselves out. So by the time senior year came, um, I played baseball all four years at the senior level, ended up having three college offers, University of Dallas, University of Rice, Huntington College, and... By that time, it was just me and my 
one of my best friends, closest friends, rest in peace, Cody Doucette. He's he's my black brother for life. He is, to this day, one of my best friends. I hold him dearest. Um, he ended up dying. Um, I lost four people close to me last year, two years ago. Cody Doucette and our baseball coach all four years was Coach Ravalier. He committed suicide. Regardless of all that, I had college offers. I was living the dream and stuff like that. Um, I was going to go and play at the college level. I accepted the offer to Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama. And conveniently enough, it was two blocks away from my grandfather's house. And four days after I accepted the offer, my grandfather got diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. And I said, Dad, you can't do this. I said, you need, my dad retired right then and there. He said, I got him. That was that's my dad's best friend, his father. So my dad retired early, went and lived with my grandfather. He took care of him. I, I like to think of myself as a man. However, I couldn't be there for my grandfather. How young I was, how immature in my head I was. I could have stepped up to the plate, but I couldn't. I couldn't live there knowing that he was dying. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. So I never had to really deal with that. Um, I. I mean, outside of my my current uh outside of my parents really my extended family is just to get oh fuck how late are we sorry about that the camera got disconnected seems like we're always coming into camera issues we're poor However, just to get kind of sentimental with it for a second, my why. So why I'm inspired and stuff like that. And Absolutely. so it's definitely my grandfather and my grandmother. Um, I grew up without a mother, and my dad worked a full-time job, and so my grandparents would always come and stay with me. And so um, I kind of grew up with them being around me, inspiring me and stuff like that. So I always wanted to impress them. And so after my grandfather got diagnosed with leukemia, and uh, last year, two years ago, I don't remember the date. It was in July. Two years ago. Two years ago in July, he passed away, and I was the last person. Skip, get off your phone. Really? You're going to tell me get off my phone? Yeah? Yeah. You want to go there? <laughs> you want to go there? I was the last person to talk to my grandfather before he died. You know what I was doing? I was on my way for summer break. I was about to go to the beach. I stopped in Montgomery to see him. And I'm about to walk to the bedroom. My dad says, hey, this will be the last time you get to talk to your grandfather. He's my, da- mm. my dad literally left that midday. He said, I'm going back to Manville because I can't be here for this. You're the last person here. Tell him goodbye, whatever you have to do. He's not going to be here tomorrow. Fuck. So I'm literally sitting in there with Hannah, who is my ex-girlfriend now. I'm sitting in the bedroom with him, and I'm talking to him, and I say a word. I cry. I try to complete sentences. I just can't. I'm crying. I'm just asking about his life. I literally saying stupid questions like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, you want to hang out? Just, just like innocent little stuff. And uh, literally, I just kept crying and crying and crying so I said pops I love you I have to go I left and halfway from Montgomery Alabama to Panama City Beach which is just a couple hours away 
I got, yeah. I got halfway the same day. I got a text from the nurse that stated that heaven says he just passed away. He's my why. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a man enough then to face him in the eyes on his deathbed to show, tell him how much I loved him, how much I cared about him, how much he inspired me as a kid growing up. Mm. And so now I'm just like, I'm gonna show you now, motherfucker. I'm gonna show you the fucking man I am now. Yeah, it's uh. I'm different now. That's dude. sad, man. I am fucking. I share different. the sentiment sentimentality. Is that a word? Sentimentality. I share the sentiment with your love for your grandfather because, again, outside of my parents, uh, it's a shit show with my family, man. Um, so, I, uh, you know, I was I spent a lot of time with my my dad's parents, so mainly my grandfather. Whether it was in the barn, you know, we were raising donkeys, he's having work in the kennel or out on the property or something, just doing shit with him. He taught me how to ride motorcycles. Like, that's my dude. And uh, we just moved over here to Louisiana, and uh, I just got a phone call. Hey, Papa was in a wreck on his bike on the way back. Um, and uh, I was like, fuck, okay, okay. You never got to ride with him either. No, I got to ride with him. Yeah. Uh, I, never got, no, I never got to ride with him on my own bike. Exactly. Because I was 12 years old. Yeah. So all the riding with him was done when I was little. I was like maybe two or three, and I was sitting in the gas tank. It was Harley. Yeah. And he'd be like, Hauling balls, man. Well, hey, don't know his name. Cheers to that, dude. Wish he was still here. You'll I'm be... named after him. Skip? No, Steven. Steven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Big Steve, man. He, uh... Cheers. Yeah, I got some ice. But he's looking down on you, whether you believe it or not. Super proud of you and the man you're becoming. I don't know, man. He was weird. He was pretty damn stubborn and autistic, man. He's an ape. Just a, just a silverback. Um... But yeah, he'd take me on tractor rides and taught me how to how to handle a trailer and he'd sit me on the gas tank of his bike and uh you know, he'd, he'd take me on rides. And then uh shortly before I got old enough to really stand on the bike on my own and learn to ride. You know, I definitely wish I could have ridden beside him. That's a big thing for my family's motorcycles and um but yeah, a half hour after that first call, we got another call, hey, he passed away. Is he one of your wise? Definitely. You know, I, I look back and I would, it's, again, my family is not the best. You know, my parents, golden, perfect, super close. Outside of that, no shot. And uh, with a couple exceptions. Um, but, uh, you know, definitely not being able to say, I definitely probably was blessed in not seeing him on his deathbed. Uh, that would have tore me up, man. Um, same thing with my grandmother. Not too long after, I was on a ship when it happened. Um, and uh, how did that affect you being on the ship and not being able to be there? Well, it happened a couple times. You know, I've had a lot of people die in the last year while I was on the ship. A couple of them were from the ship. Couple, uh, one of them being my grandmother, which was a couple years ago. But um, that sucks, man. It sucks not being there. However, thankfully, my dad's there to encourage me. Hey, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. You got it. You're good. You're Have good. You have you ever been lied to about death, saying someone's still alive and they were actually dead? No. No, we're very, we're good at death. I've been around it a good bit. Uh, my family has. Uh, we're good at it. We understand it. Hey, I'll see him when I die. Not worried about it. <laughs> but, uh. Who was, who was your first death that hit the hardest? Definitely my papa, my grandfather. 
definitely how, did. How, how did it affect you? What um, emotions going on during that time? Uh, I didn't cry for a while. It took about a couple hours for me to cry and really sink in because it, it, it was just super. It was huge shock. Um, you know, I, when my dad was out at sea, being the captain in his own right, uh, I spent a lot of time, a lot of summers with my grandfather. Um, and I loved him. So good to me. And uh, there's a lot of special special memories, a lot of things he taught me. Uh, like I'd run into the barn or in the kennel, wherever he was. He'd be like, hey, Peckerhead, come here. Let me show you how to weld something, you know? Peckerhead. Oh, dude, yeah. We're, go, go to if you're The Websters are a rough up. bunch, man. Um, you know, just all these amazing, like when I was in kindergarten, he'd pick me up on a Harley, you know, my teachers would be hollering a fit, you know, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. Like so many good memories. And then having him taken away so quick, right after we moved. So I was like, oh man, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to see Papa in a couple weeks. It'd be awesome. No, man. (laughs) And, uh, I definitely... You know, when I graduated high school with all the accolades and I already had my uh, appointment to the United States Merchant Marine Academy, I already had my plan worked out. I wanted him so bad to see that because um, he encouraged a lot of it. I wanted him so bad to see, hey, look, I'm doing the boat thing like dad. You know, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. I wanted him so bad to see it. And today, like he wouldn't give a shit about Dharma. He really wouldn't. But he would see my two bikes downstairs and he'd be like, that's my boy. <laughs> He'd see me ripping this shit out of him and be like, yep, that's my grandson, you know? And, uh, you know, when I'm riding with dad, um, and we'll ride side by side every now and then. And we'll be like, man, I wish Papa was here. He'd love this. You know, he definitely makes me want to be a man's man. He definitely is a big inspiration for me to be manly, be, you know, aggressive. You know, my, my grandfather was a very intimidating man. Very intimidating man. He, did, he was not... He wasn't mean, but he wasn't nice. Uh, he was, uh, unless you knew him, you didn't really want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. It was scary. Um, yeah, dude, my 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 first death experience, completely different. Way different. Yeah, so with your my, grandfather, right? Or no. before that? So, like I said earlier, um, I grew up without a mom, so I had my dad. And so my grandparents basically lived with me, grandmama and pops. Pops is the one I mentioned earlier that passed away a few years ago. He lasted a little bit longer than my grandmother did. My grandmother was the first person I lost that was super close to me. And so, um, I don't want to toot my horn or anything. I was a pretty good baseball player back in the day. Back I'll in my- toot your horn. This guy slapped on the field, dude. And so, <laughs> I... Uh, I got invited to an LSU baseball camp. We stayed at LSU. We got to play with a couple of the players. We played on the field in different mini games and stuff like that. Got to meet Paul Maneri, who's retiring this year. Had a very great experience. We stayed in a hotel with all my best friends and stuff like that. And when I left, my dad said, hey, grandma's not doing well. She's in the hospital. I said, okay. Oh, you told me about this, dude. Ooh, yep. So my grandma, so she basically lived with me growing up, and she would take me on walks around the neighborhood. I actually want to get a, I remember you telling me about uh, this too, dude. I oh. actually want to get a tattoo on my arm of me and her, um, her walking and me on my bike. I mean, just like I was just riding down the street on my arm or my back or wherever it is. I want to get a tattoo of her just because it was so sentimental to me and so important in my upbringing and life. And so we'd go on walks together. She was literally my best friend. And so I still look up to her this day. I still 
prayed to her every night and hope she's doing fantastic now. Um, but we'd go on walks together and all that great shit. So I go to LSU baseball camp and I call my dad every single day. How's grandmama doing? Dad, how's grandmama doing? He'd always say, she's doing good. Uh, she just wants to keep going hard, keep practicing, keep playing. Super proud of you, all this stuff. So I kept going and going. We were there for about four or five days. I kept doing my thing. And uh, every single day, my dad's like, yeah, she's doing fine. Just in the hospital. Um, she's getting better, yada, yada, yada. Which now I think, like, damn, dad, I wish you would have told me the truth. Yeah, but, um, shit. My friend's dad picked us up from LSU baseball camp and dropped me off. I'm at a mutual location for my dad. My dad picked me up and brought me home. We're driving. I was like, oh, how was camp? We're having this there it is, be- there it is. beautiful conversation. Like, oh, dad, it was great. I met so many great guys and new friends. Met the baseball coach. Met a couple players. Got some autographs. It was like being a kid. It's like, dude, it was the best time of my life. You know, like you get to meet mm-hmm. people that you look up to. And I'm like, I want to be there someday. And uh, he's like, oh, well, I need to tell you something. He's like, grandmama passed away. I said, I said, when? Like, I thought you said she was fine yesterday. You said everything was good. Actually, son, she died four days ago. That's a grandma's love, though. Because keep, keep going with this. I know the story already, so, so keep, keep going. Sorry. So on her deathbed, my dad was talking to her, and that's my dad's best friend as well. On her deathbed, she said, no matter what happens, tell Wyatt I'm okay. I want him to do the best he can at his baseball camp. I don't want him to worry about mm-hmm. a single that's thing. That's a grandmama. I want him to keep doing his thing, tell him I love him, and I'm proud of him, and I'll see him again someday. And yeah. my dad told me that on the ride home which like I was mad at my dad for a long time for not telling me because like I had just lost my best friend but now when I think mm-hmm. about it in my mature mind I'm like man that your really, grandmama loved you she did not want to exactly so it's just yeah. like being told like oh she died four days ago that that hit me different yeah my uh, for all her faults uh, I missed her funeral by the way oh which hit even worse you're like you missed a funeral it was Damn, actually it was, it was yesterday I had it yesterday I drove back today and I'm like but I think about it I'm like dude if I saw that funeral if I was there you'd be tore up man but I, I mean I might good to see be fucked up dude it's no it's good to get through that you need to you need to see a little death makes the man but um yeah uh, for all her faults my grandmother loved me something fierce uh, something about being a grandparent, being a grandkid, it's it's magical. Um, or I got a, I got a phone call one day. Now I knew my grandmother wasn't doing too hot, right? But uh, you know, after my grandfather passed, she kind of slowly lost her mind, and you know, it didn't take too awful long. But it'd been a, it'd been like six months since I've seen her. I was gone. Um, yeah, I just got a phone call one day, like, hey, man. You're gone. I remember the single thought. You might share the sentiment too. Was that uh, it's like fuck. Well, my childhood is officially gone, deleted. That was the last little bit. Cause most of my childhood was with my my, my uh, grandparents a lot, half the time at least. Um. But yeah, enough of this sad shit. This wasn't even what we're supposed to be talking about in the podcast. Yeah. I mean, so we might cut this for a second, but dude, I think we should save these little segments. No, these and are throw just, them in. No, no, this is good content, though. We're keeping the entire thing, man. I think um, it'll be about how to stay goal-oriented, how to deal with death in the family. I'm a little messed up psychologically, so death doesn't really bother me. 
yeah, you've been you've been through the trenches. You've been through a lot. You're you're a good man. You being faith based, death is uh, euphoria in the end game. It's very. It is so important to be faith based. They say that hope walks through the fire, and faith leaps over it. Um, another good key point my dad told me. Um, now it 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 stems from a specific faith one that I subscribe to, but find a woman who's faith-based. If you're out please, there. Please, please. Guys, uh, specifically if she shares the same faith base, but that, that'll raise a lot of problems for you. But if you're not really religious, find someone who has who's some, some kind of faith they subscribe to. Because like, say that quote again. Say it one more time. Because it's real. Hope walks through fire. While faith leaps over it, so you can say this a taking it into like a physical standpoint. You can walk through a fire and say, "I hope I don't get burned," or you can take a leap of faith and say, "Hey, I'm gonna jump over this motherfucking fire. I have faith that I've got the hops, I've got the skills, I'm athletic enough to jump over it." So it's been a long night. It's, it has been a long it's night. It's almost like, what, 1 a.m.? What time is it? Almost midnight. It's been a long night. We've had a good podcast. We've had a good night. Um, but yeah, man, it's just all about keeping faith, being true to yourself, doing what you can to get through the trenches. Everybody goes through the trenches. What, every, are, the peop- every- what are the people have? Wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, so you have to have faith, right? You have to have faith that there's things that's I said it in a freaking Instagram video. I said, those who always say that the grass is always greener on the other side are usually the ones that aren't tending to their own grass or their own garden. If you're not watering your own garden, whether it's your relationships, your family, your friends, your own business, if you're not tending to them and bringing water to them, of course the grass is always going to look greener on the other side. Why wouldn't it? Exactly. Speaking of grass, first off, on the long edge of your yard, Go 40 gra- fi- 45 degrees from that. Go back and forth unilaterally. Second of all, edge it and weedy deep. Please weedy and edge. It'll save you. It'll, it'll make your yard look 10 times better. Also, if you got a sod, St. Augustine, cut at four inches. Anyways. I love it. I love it. Hey, if you want, you want to pull ass, you better have some nice grass. So, just, we have a little bit of time left. Why are we single? We... <laughs> what do the people have to look forward to coming up? Yeah, so next next episode we're actually have some females on the podcast. We're, tonight we're going to talk about why we're single, what we look for in women. Just to wrap things up real quick, and then tomorrow night, whenever we drop the next episode, is what women look for in guys. So Skip, what do you look for in a girl? What? what I why swear do you, to God, I thought you'd be like, what do you look for in guys? What do you What do you look for in a guy, Skip? Is it his dick? Is it his, is is it girth? Is it length? Is it motion of the ocean? What? Firm handshake, driven, and has a business plan. <laughs> no. So what? Why do you think you would ask me these same questions? Okay. Why yeah. do you think you're single? I got an easy. I got an easy cop out answer. What do you look for in a woman? Okay, why am I single? First question, right? Uh-huh. One, I'm single because I'm gone six months out of the year. 
that doesn't work in our instant gratification society. Is, does there, not, not. is there not a single female on your ship? There's one. Is Her right? name's Kitty. She's a badass, and she's one of the, by far one of the best officers ever seen. She's like, she can be like a mom, like an aunt, like the coolest like sister you ever had. She's just awesome, and she kills it. And uh, but you talking about like romantic interests? <laughs> yeah. No, dude. It's not how I run a ship. Mm-mm. Get that shit out of here. I'm there to make money. I'm yeah, ready to move cargo. Regardless of the ship, what are you looking for in a relationship? Um, in a woman in a relationship. So I want someone who has her own ambitions, her own goals. Uh, I want someone who's established one way or another. Now, that doesn't mean you have to have your own place and you're making such and such money. Like, no, dude, it's not about that. Is there something she's going after? Um, and this is important because if you're a real man who wants a real woman, you're going to encourage her on that. And you're going to be proud of her and you're going to want to support that. Right? That comes into play later. Um, I want someone who has, uh, who, has, who has a faith they subscribe to, um, preferably similar to mine. Um, again, driven. Not just the goals and ambitions of her own. She takes care of herself, takes care of others, and an anomaly nowadays, someone who can positively respond to real affection and give it as well. Surprisingly, that's really fucking hard to do for some reason nowadays. But I may or may not have found someone who can do that, so okay, see how it goes. You got something going on right now. Uh, Proud of you, man. I want, I want you to find happiness and abundance and bliss and everything. Right now it's going pretty good, so. But um, and then obviously there's aesthetics I give a shit about, you know. I'm not. I, there's not a certain specific type. You, you can't be looking like Oswald Cobblepot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but again, like I said earlier, it takes care of herself. You know, I want someone who, like, when I I'm not tooting my own horn or anything, but when I meet someone I care about them, I give out a lot of positive energy. I want to radiate that. Like, hey, I like being with you. It makes me happy. Here's that energy. Now. Someone who can do that and receive it and put it back out there, that's amazing. Again, for some reason, a statistical anomaly nowadays. But that's what I look for. Are you happy? Uh, if she's happy with herself, as herself, and she loves herself, well, then better chance she's going to be able to love me. So I know what I deserve. 100%. All right, so why are you single? I told you this already. Tell the good, the good people why you're single. I'm crazy. Are you? Uh, I'm not like mentally insane or anything like that, but uh, I'm crazy in a way to where like, so I was always told, look, look for bad people. Surround yourself with bad people. Have I told you this? No. Surround yourself with bad people. So business minded. Ambitious. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Bad people. Business-minded, ambitious, and driven. I don't care if you work at the grocery store. As long as I talk to you and you're like, hey, like this is what I want to be. Okay, good. You're already business-minded. Are you ambitious about it? B-A. Ambitious. Got to be ambitious about it. Driven. What are you doing right now to accomplish those goals? If you're business-minded, ambitious, and driven, I'm all for you. You got to look decent as well you can't be looking like you know tammy <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he can't Chase be ever watches this. He <laughs> <laughs> can't be looking like a ten, but I mean, the way my mind works, dude, I'm weird. I'm like, I'm not the same dude I was a year ago. I'm. Well, I certainly hope not. Exactly, because you you should level up every single year. And so I was hanging out with the wrong people. I wasn't getting anywhere. I was still working the same mediocre job, leaving a mediocre life. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But it's like. I know I was better than that. I'm looking for someone who thinks they're better than that. I literally want to find a girl I can build a business with. Like, I'll have my own business with Dharma. If she wants to be a part of it, and we're like life mates or whatever, go for it. Look, life mate. It's like... Sounds like an app. Like, <laughs> hey, shh, shh, Cut that. Cut that. Life mate. <laughs> shh, 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 dating app. Nah, I, my dad actually told me this, and he said... Uh, how do you say it? He speaks... For a freaking bear, an angry wall of meat, he Dude, speaks I, eloquently. I know exactly what he said. Your dad said, you suck one dick, and you're, <laughs> and you're a cocksucker for life. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Hank doesn't talk like that. Yeah, sometimes. Um, he said building... So, uh, my dad started from really nothing. He was in the Coast Guard, and now he's a, a master mariner. He's a He's a pilot. He's a very successful man. Built himself a beautiful estate. Uh, his family's taken care of. Uh, he's doing everything that he ever wanted to do and more. Um, but he said, building it together with your mother is by far the most remor- rewarding thing. So for me, uh, I got to go to sea for another couple of years at least. I'm planning on retiring at 30, so I'll be done. I don't want to do it forever. I want to. I want to be there with my wife. I want to treat her like a queen. You know, when it's time to raise some cubs, have a spoonful of caviar to help my medicine go down. I want to be there for everything and have that freedom to do so. Um, I want to build. You know, I I love. I'm a relationship kind of guy. I do really well with that. With a good one. Um, if I can build something, if I can build my empire with her, from the beginning the more blessed a man I will be. The sooner I can meet my future wife, the more blessed I will be, right? Now, I don't have a timeline. I don't really necessarily care particularly. Just as long as it's ASAP and she figures it out and gets over here, you know, the better. But building something with someone, a relationship, a marriage, a family, a business, an empire, a retirement, a future, so when I say we're weird and we're crazy, because we're thinking so far into the future, I'm we're fucking to... obsessed with it. Exactly. So we're, we're thinking of somebody to build a future around where other other dudes that these chicks are falling for. They're like, "Well, let me buy you a drink." It's like no, they're still hung up on these same dudes in the same small town, in the same college town, at the same fucking bar, because they're worried about who's buying their drinks. And I know it's like, who would you rather someone buy your drinks or build your future? Someone to expand your mind and stuff like that. That's where my mind's at right now. Where can I help you at? Where? Don't buy her drinks, buy her Bitcoin. <laughs> I was on a date recently and she's like, yeah, I made some money off of Dogecoin. I got some crypto going. I was like, oh, that's awful. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she's super business minded and, and, you know, doing her own thing. Business minded, ambitious and driven. Oh, my God. Is she? Then you found yourself a, She's incredible. a bad bitch. But, um, she bad. She bad. Yeah, uh, she's just, uh, she's established her own right. And 
you know, that's someone I'd want to build something with, something of value, right? Good, man. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you found somebody that you could hang out with, potentially build a future around, not to, like, toot your own horn or get you too excited about whoa, anything. Whoa, I know. whoa, whoa. She watches just, this. I don't want to freak know, her out. You no, know. no, no, no. But if you are watching, he, he likes you a lot. And Jesus. He enjoys his time with you. Yeah, He's we, not trying to we, pressure we, you on anything. Uh, we can't um, post this now. we got to cut this out. No shot. We're not, even, we're not even talking about the same chair. I just fucked you even more. We're kidding. We're talking about you. It's okay. But regardless. Oh, computer's off. What a shit show. I love yeah, you. Yeah, I love you too, man. This is my brother for life, business partner, Absolutely. best friend. We're both Dharma daddies. We're both about to build the biggest business in the entire world. I wish Danny could be here. Danny's busy traveling the United States with his girlfriend Autumn selling solar, as you know from the previous episodes. Oh, dude, are, Danny's killing it, man. I'm so fucking stoked are, for him, man. They are absolutely Both of them, too. And killing Danny, it, dude. you know, Danny really found himself a keeper. Uh, Autumn's been over here a good bit. She bad. Uh, she is bad. This is my and, name. Uh, driven and bad. And uh, hung out with her a couple times and... Uh, she's bad, but she's such a sweetheart too, and I'm so happy mm-hmm. for them both, man. They're killing it right now. They are traveling the United States, meeting up with family members, closing deals, putting solar panels on roofs. We're over here, binge drinking, eating steak and potatoes, and doing. Did you a say pod- binge drinking? No. Jesus, buddy. Well, your definition of binge drinking is sad. <laughs> I'll show you how a sailor binge drinks. Just kidding. We don't but do that. I think that'll about do it for this episode. Yeah, we got uh, some nuggets in there. We got some sentimental shit. We um, opened ourselves up a little bit. Yeah. It was uh, a pleasure as always, Skip. Um, I'm glad to have you as a co-host. You won't be here, I hate to say it, much longer, so I'll be so yeah. low. Hopefully, I'm hoping we can get about five more in before you leave. Yeah, we can do that. And also, I mean, I'll be sending you stuff while I'm at sea, you know, posting some stuff for Dharma. Uh, I'll be sending you footage of the ship or what I'm doing day-to-day basis, getting workouts out on the ship. You'll see what a dungeon looks like. Dude, literally send me as many videos as you can. I'll post a mid-podcast. Be like, hey, a message from our sponsor, Skip Webster. So we'll get it going, man. Look, super proud of you. Um, Hopefully, we'll have some chicks on here tomorrow night or whenever this podcast goes live um talking about relationships and women and men and stuff like that got some good nuggets going for our male listeners out there that are single definitely um this gonna be a bitch dad to tell you that we have to fucking chop it up a little bit yeah for for so so for so but hey look oh leave a like Comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, subscribe to your Dharma Daddies over here. We're out here killing it, trying to build the biggest business there are. Wouldn't have a, a any other body in my circle except for you, man. And Danny, y'all have been a blessing to me. Um, hopefully, we drop some nuggets for y'all. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm fired up. I'm ready to keep this thing going. Um, there's no, there's no stopping me right now. I'm relentless. I'm a cleaner. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get to where I want to be. Same as you. Um, so always be a cleaner. There's there's coolers, there's closers, and there's cleaners. Be a cleaner. Absolutely. Best be a cleaner. He's the camera died. 
Regardless, yo, get, good night. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, turn post notifications uh, we on. We will see you guys. The later. camera died again. Y'all have a good night. Later, y'all. Later.